Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. I am Brent Coley, your host, elementary principal in beautiful and currently sunny Southern California. Joining me today, I have the privilege of talking with a fellow principal of an elementary school, Amber Tiemann. Amber, how are you? I am great not having any of those sunny skies right now, so I'm a little jealous. Oh, no. Yeah, it's it's the last few times I've, I've talked with people who aren't necessarily on the West Coast and Let's just move on from the weather because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want I don't want you to hang up on me and no depression. Uh, yeah I'd like to I'd like to continue the conversation so well Amber I know uh, I have I have been following your work and learning through you via Twitter we've never met in person but uh, for anyone who is not aware of who Amber is tell us about yourself. Well, you started off on the right foot there. I'm an elementary principal um, in Wiley, Texas, which is kind of a suburb outside of Dallas. Um, But I have 677 of the cutest and smartest wolves in all of the land and just absolutely love every single day of my job. Even the bad days are still pretty darn great. So um, I have two daughters. I have a senior in high school, which is ridiculous. And I have a fourth grader who is in her last few months with me as her principal, also ridiculous. Um, And yeah, I've been sharing and kind of out in the Twitter sphere for, well, I think it's 10 years now. Um, But I I had the opportunity to kind of get in on blogging when I was a classroom teacher and then have used that as my platform through all of the steps along my leadership journey. And so that technically yours team in has kind of seen me through all of those ups and downs of, of where I have been and where I've ultimately landed. And so I feel like I just kind of talk all the time, but I don't know. Well, you've got, you've got good stuff. You've got good stuff to say on your blog and, and the book, which we'll, we'll, we'll share a little bit of in a bit. And I'm looking at your Twitter page right now. And yeah, we, we joined Twitter almost like a couple months apart, <laughs> early, oh, early, early 2009. So yeah, and it's been, I don't know, most people that I talk to agree, it's, it's been one of the best professional decisions that I have ever made as far as, as, far as professional development. Oh my gosh, I, every single incredible, amazing opportunity that I've had has literally come from the connections and people that I've been able to build into my life that, that went from being people that were strangers on the internet to now are the first people I call when I have something to celebrate. So I, I'm incredibly thankful. I, I was at the Boston Learning Conference way back when, and that's where I, I jumped on Twitter. And again, had I known then what I know now, I don't know that I'd have went with the eight Amber eight since that's become awfully synonymous with, with me, but <laughs> I probably would have. Never mind. Um, but it, it has definitely been a game changer. Yeah, it, it is. I'm, I'm thinking this is episode 70, 74 of this podcast. Maybe less than 10 are people that I did not connect with via Twitter. Oh, that's awesome. Other than that, I think in the 60s, our, our guests that I've had, the majority of whom I've not met in person, um, that, that I've connected with via Twitter. So yeah, it's, so for anyone listening, if, if you're, if you're not on Twitter yet, you can hit pause on the podcast, go sign up now and then come back because it is worth your while. But but that's not why we're here. That's not the theme for today. We want to talk about appreciation. Um, I am 
incredibly passionate about this. Um, in my book, chapter seven is called The Power of Appreciation. And you and Melinda Miller co-wrote a book called Lead with Appreciation. So um, first of all, just tell, it, tell us a little bit, like, what's the book about? What, what prompted you to write that? So Melinda Miller and I, and again, that's a, one of those incredible connections where we met via Twitter and via Voxer and just kind of had um, a fun group there that kind of pushed us together. But we found that we had very similar styles of leadership from the way that we handled instructional leadership to systemic leadership to um, the way that we felt about our staff and, and the things that we did and the things that we thought. And so we actually started a Facebook group called Staff Appreciation and Morale, where all we did was share out the things that we did um, for our staffs. And now we're both quick to tell you that this is, it's not as if we think this is the only way or the only mm -hmm. strand of leadership that matters, um, but it's one that's really easy to get moved to the bottom of the to-do list. And uh, we just knew that, that since we had that similarity in common, that there were going to be other principals who were creating incredible, amazing things. And by no means did we think that we had cornered the market on that. There's a a lot of really great people that share out. Um, but that group is about 9,000 strong now. And um, Beth Huff and Shelly Burgess reached out and asked, um, based on the success of that group and some of the things that they saw spread like wildfire, if we would be interested in writing for their Lead Like a Pirate series. And of course, Melinda and I were incredibly humbled and flattered and immediately agreed. And so we committed to writing the book. Uh, and again, just in the sense of, I'm really big into personality inventories or learning styles or person, I mean, like Gallup, the strengths finder and things like that. And so utilizing some of those strengths and recognizing that other people have different strengths made it very easy for us to kind of develop and create a, a plan or a pathway for leaders who may not necessarily think like us to also be able to show appreciation for their staff in some really concrete ways, but also to think about the way that they're going about appreciation. Because um, it's so much more than, you know, just buying a little Debbie snack cake, which is always a win in my book. Uh, <laughs> But it started really with, with how do you how well do you know your people? And are you loving them the way that you want to be loved? Or are you loving them the way that they need to be loved? Empowered people are incredibly passionate people. And that's really what we want to see from our staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As you're talking about little Debbie snap cake, snack cakes, and it's, I agree that those, those are good. <laughs> but uh, my friend John Ike, I mean, he said, and not everyone likes donuts. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a slide in a presentation I'm doing next month because to, to your point exactly that so often it's like, gosh, I love my office staff, for example. I'm going to stop by and get a dozen donuts and bring it into the office, which is great. But what about the people who don't like donuts <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. are, intermittent, are intermittent fasting or are on a diet? And that's the last thing they want to see. It's, it's taking that inventory. How do you like to feel appreciated? And yeah, I, I saw the quote. I'm sure you've heard it or read it. People don't quit jobs. They quit people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love that. And, and they'll always do, people will always do more when they feel that they're appreciated or valued. And that's, I mean, that's, that's why you guys wrote the book. And I'm such a believer in that. Um, so can you share a couple stories like in terms of when you have 
expressed appreciation and you can you can share some of the ways from from your book of of how you would do that if you want to give some samples because again i think like i'd like to talk a little bit about the how like give me a couple examples but more important why like why is important can you give an example because i i've got one where a tangible thing that made such a huge impact but can you share a story or two about that Absolutely. So I kind of treat my, my staff the same way that I treated the students in my classroom and recognizing that I have, you know, a, a campus of 65 women and five men right now that, that need me in very, very different ways. And so one of the ways that I think is, is easiest to show appreciation is to start out by getting to know your people. And mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time having conversations. I, I don't know how much that you've read of, of <laughs> my I first year to. as a principal, yeah. uh, but I, I was a terrible first year principal. I, I just, I didn't know what I was doing and I was so confident and sure that I did. And, and luckily these people have loved me through and that we are now in a place where we are the highest achieving academic campus in our district, but we also have the highest climate and culture survey, which was most important to me. Um, 71%, 71% of my staff the first year said that they wanted to work somewhere else. And I actually, I, I called mm-hmm. Todd Whitaker and said, okay, so I obviously need to quit. I'm a terrible principal. This was not what I thought it was going to be. And he said, Amber, you 71% people, they, they may want to be stay-at-home moms. They just may not, <laughs> they may not yeah. want to be in education anymore. You can't own all that. Um, but that was such a, such a wake-up call for me that I did need to do more for them. And it was less about it being Amber team in elementary and it being Wit elementary. So I kind of went back to some of the things that I had done as a teacher to make sure that I had met the needs of, of all of my kids and, and kind of treated my teachers the same way. I came up with a like a checklist and it had every teacher's name on it. And every single time I wrote them a happy note, I put a check by it every by their name. Every time I did a overall group staff thing, I would write it at the top of that list so that I was tangibly able to track and yes. keep track of um, the things that I was doing. And, and I saw, which is partly what led to the, the layout of the book, that it was very cyclical. And it was very easy for me in, in August and September to be, you know, in that honeymoon stage and everybody gets a happy note and we're having fruit and cheese and happiness everywhere. <laughs> and then October came and I didn't want to talk to anyone and it was terrible. Um, so being able I'm to try to because it's so true. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I think teachers are tired of kids. You're tired of teachers. And- it's not. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's feeling that way. Uh-huh. And it's with all the love in my heart. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely. But even my husband just stays away for those 30 days. Cause we all know better. Um, <laughs> but it, Again, knowing that I was going into the school year meant that I could be very intentional. And so in August, when I had all the free time before everybody came back, I kind of mapped out, I'm going to do this in October. I'm going to do this in November. And so even if at the very last minute I didn't have anything, there was always a backup plan of something that I could do. Um, October is one of the easiest months because there's so many seasonal things that you can do for the fall, whether it be bringing in crock pots full of pumpkin or apple desserts or it's the first few days of cold, cold-ish here in Texas. Um, and so you can do soups and lunches and things like that. Because, again, I, it seems like so much of my stuff revolves around food. And I don't know what that says about me, Brent, but... Um, I, I'm aware. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go with it, and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but 
just making sure that I had built a team around me that recognized the importance of what I was trying to do and to not try to take it on all by myself. Um, so first having that mindset before I even started. Um, but like you said, the, the book does lay out that encouragement is important, encouragement's important and that if you don't have a plan, it's real quick and easy to let that be the last thing that falls um, on your, on your radar. Yeah. Well, I'm you mentioned the word intentional a couple of times there. You were intentional. I love like that list. Every time I did a happy face, I checked it off. That could mm -hmm. be done on a notepad. That could be done on a Google form. That can be mm -hmm. done. Spreadsheet. I mean, there's so many different ways that that can happen. But what I found, and I'm sure you have too, it's like, if you don't do that, I mean, like informal classroom walkthroughs. If I'm not keeping track of who I've been to, it is so easy with everything that we have on our plates to lose track of how many, oh, geez, I haven't been here. When, when's the last time I was in her classroom? So <laughs> it's, it, it's the same thing is true with appreciation. And um, yeah, and I love that getting to know your staff. This year, I, I, I started something again. John Ike, thank you, my friend. He, uh, he gave me a, a template of a spreadsheet, excuse me, of a form, Google form, that just asks staff, what are your favorite things? Mm -hmm. what, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? What's your favorite salty snack? Again, we're going back to food here. Favorite sweet, <laughs> favorite, uh, favorite uh, $5 gift card, favorite, or what's your t-shirt size? Those just simple things like that. How do you like to be appreciated? Is it written? Is it verbal? Is mm -hmm. it email? like, what do, what is going to fill your tank the best? And then the beauty is, they fill that out. Now I have a spreadsheet. So when Mrs. Mm -hmm. So-and-so is rocking, it went out of her way to help that student who was having a hard day. And I want to say, wow, I want to do something for her. I'm not going to bring her in donuts because she doesn't like donuts. <laughs> I'm right. going to right. pull up that spreadsheet and say, ooh, she likes a cafe Americano from Starbucks. So when I'm in the drive-thru getting my drink, I'm going to pick her one up as well. And it's, it's individualized. And not only that, but you have it available. And, and what I've seen is that the more I do for my staff, the more they're willing to do for other people. And so we do something very similar. We just have a binder at the front of the office that have all of our favorite things. And it's it's very, very similar to the things that you listed. But it means that if my assistant principal wants to grab something or if my nurse wants to grab something, everyone has that available. And teachers know, too. So they're able to come down. And that, that team mentality, that hashtag, we are wit, that is a, a climate that I've worked in very, very purposefully to foster. Um, and like you said, it's super super easy to bounce down to, you know, Mrs. Padden's class because that's where, you know, all the kids are fun and they love you and want to jump on you. It's kind of harder to walk into a fourth grade math class because they're all very serious and very focused and very <laughs> not so impressed with their principal anymore, especially if it's their daughter's class. Um, but if I wasn't tracking that, I mean, we track all the things that are important. We make a grocery list. We yep. track our Christmas cards. We have food journals and joy journals and all the things. And that's how very important culture and climate is to me. Um, that I want to be able to track and speak to with fidelity the things that I'm also doing to, to make sure my people feel appreciated and recognize that I see how hard they work every single day. And I love the fact that you have that binder available to everyone. I mean, whether it's the assistant principal or the teachers, because it was neat. Like when we did that, when we did that, the spreadsheet and the, and the favorites forms, we had a couple teachers saying, can I get a copy of that? Like, I would like access to that too, because 
what if, like, what if we want to do something for you? What if we yeah. want to do something for Cassie, the assistant principal? It's like, oh, like that would that would be cool. That would be, <laughs> that would be that awesome. Appreciation too, as I think you will agree. <laughs> so. And- and it also helped too, because again, that first year and probably even into year two, it took some time for them to figure out that that's literally that. I mean, before the book, before the Facebook group, before anything, that that's just how my love language is gifts. That's what I do to yeah. show how I feel. And it's also how I receive uh, attention or appreciation. And so it took it took some time and some really good conversations um, about who we were for them to realize, oh, that's just what she does. That's just mm-hmm. Amber. That's just, it doesn't matter if she's cranky or if she's, you know, sick, that she's still going to do these things. And and yeah. that was something that took time. And I didn't know that in the very early years of my leadership. I just felt like, duh, everybody knows me. I'm so outgoing and bouncy. Of course, that's how I am. But that's not true. And I think that we forget that in our position. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, do you have a story or two of a time like when you've done something like that and either somebody told you, wrote you a thank you note, or, or where you know, like, wow, that effort made a huge difference in that person's life? Um, yes and no. I, I, I think, again, it's just, it's probably, I bet every single week we do something between my assistant principal, who is fantastic, and I, um, very controversial hot sports opinion here, Brent. We friend our teachers on Facebook if they ask us to. Mm-hmm. And I know it's super controversial. Um, but that allows me to see them as people, as wives, yeah. as moms, as daughters, as sports fans. Um, we, we get to see that side of them. And so there's a lot of times that I'm able to step in because the baby was up all night or your mom is sick or your grandmother passed away. And I'm able to reach them and connect with them on a different level. Um, one of my sweet teachers lost her dad in the in the fall and and we just stepped in in so many places and spaces with a coffee because we knew she'd been at the hospital all night or a go home early pass because we knew she that when visiting hours were um when he did ultimately pass I got a letter from her mom that just said you have no mm-hmm. idea the blessing that you've given to our family that that we were able to have her during these final weeks and know that you knew where her priorities were um so I, I just can't speak to the value of knowing where your people are and who they genuinely are enough. And I just think that that out trumps any snack cake or T-shirt or anything is if you genuinely know them, you can meet them where they are. And, and like you said, know exactly how they need to be met. Yeah. Well, we, we preach it all the time with our staff. What, what do we want them to build with our students? Relationships. It's all about relationships. And if we're doing the right. same thing with our staff then i mean gosh what an awesome thing about i mean terrible tragedy and heartbreaking about losing her dad but like you said what a gift you were able to give her family to allow her to to be there to spend that time with her and and it's not about i think it sometimes it's like i think people will be like well i don't have a lot like i remember early in my um admin journey uh we were at a time where it's like, we didn't have a lot of spare money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, there were things that I wanted to do. Like, Oh, I would love to bring X, Y, or Z in for my staff. I just, I just couldn't afford to do that. And I think it doesn't have to be something like that. Like you said, giving her a go home early pass or sometimes we, well, at every one of our staff meetings, we start our staff meetings 
with thank you notes. I have staff, I have thank you notes, blank, blank thank you notes out on the tables. And we spend the first several minutes having staff write thank yous to somebody. It could be somebody on our staff. It could be, uh, it could be a parent for helping out in the classroom. I mean, it could be anyone, anything. And a great story is we had a new restroom installed toward the back of our campus a couple of years ago. And one of our second grade teachers said, hey, Brent, who is the person responsible for like, obviously, a lot of people helped in that project, but like, who was the one who was heading up that project? And I let her know who it was. She wrote a thank you note to that person. So this is somebody in the facilities department at our district office. Mm-hmm. I happened to be down there the next day. I handed it to her. And the following day, the person who received the thank you note said, Brent, I just want to say that's the first thank you note I've received in 15 years at this district. Aww. I love that. I mean, because it, she's doing important work. But she, mm-hmm. she was responsible for putting in a restroom at the back of an elementary school, which is doggone important. But at mm-hmm. this, how, easy, how easily overlooked could that be? Very easy. But my second grade teacher, kudos to her for recognizing that, writing a thank you note, and, and how many weeks did that buoy that person? I mean, it, it didn't, and that didn't cost any money. Mm-hmm. That was just, just a simple mm-hmm. thank you note. It's the acknowledgement. And, and I mean, it goes back to every job being important and every person on your team having value. And and when you know those strengths and you are able to recognize and celebrate those strengths, it just reminds everyone that they're a part of that team. That's a fantastic idea. I love that. It's a, yeah, my executive director, uh, she started doing that at our principal meetings. So this year I went to Amazon and, and bought like one of those in bulk, just, <laughs> just, just thanking her. And we start every one and and it's and the cool thing is you walk into classrooms and by their by their teacher desk on their little bulletin boards, you know what we see pinned up there? Oh thank you notes. Thank you notes. You know what I've got pinned behind my desk? Thank you notes that I've gotten because it's one of those things that when you're having a rough day, you well somebody thinks I it's not, at least somebody thinks I'm not screwing the whole thing up. Exactly. Um. Exactly. Like you said, it doesn't take a lot to make, I mean, it can take one little passing comment from somebody just to be seen, to feel like somebody sees the effort, the energy, the focus that you give. Because I, I truly believe that none of our people show up just to kind of, you know, halfway make it through the day. They all show up to make a difference and, and to have that seen and appreciated. That just can carry you through a, a whole bunch, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Will you share just, you've got a, again, for the book, it's laid out like August and September ideas, October, November idea. I mean, yeah, you've already shared like your binder. Any, any one that you say, you know what? I just, I love this idea that you want to put out there as a great way that somebody could uh, show appreciation. Absolutely. And, and one is going to be free and one is going to cost money depending on how you want to go about it. Um, but my staff loves workout days. It has now um, usurped jean days for our campus because um, I, I, I don't care what you wear. Show up and do your job and be amazing. Like that's my expectation. Um, so for, for our fabulous February, which is a pretty big piece of the book, um, February being one of those months where statistically even Gallup and, and Sean Aker and the Happiness Advantage speaks to this cyclical 
dip that we all experience in February. It's kind of winter, it's cold, the days are dark. Um, and so we try to pay special attention to our staffs in February. Uh, Melinda and I, I think, have been doing fabulous Fridays in February. I think we, we looked and it's it's been about 11 years that I've been doing them, which is fantastic. It's lots of ideas there. Um, but I gave them workout Wednesdays every single Wednesday. They can't look as if they're going to Walmart. They have to look as if they are still showing up to be <laughs> professional. So like whether that's lipstick or a mascara, whatever. Um, not Mr. Boatman, but it's fine. Um, I, I want them to be comfortable, which is the point. And so they're wearing their sweatshirts, their wit sweatshirts, and they're wearing, you know, warm-up pants and things like that. Um, and they love it. It has been the most popular thing I think I've given them ever. And they just, they, I've had so many people say, I am literally coming to work on Wednesdays because I get to wear my yoga pants. Um, and, it's and again, free. it's free. It's totally it's free. free. And it means I got to wear yoga pants today too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, you've got to set some, some, some boundaries there if you need to. And again, that goes back to, to knowing your people. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but they have done a fantastic job. So that one is free and they love it. And the second one, we are actually doing it tomorrow. I think my assistant principal is shopping right now. We're going to do fill the fridge. So it costs me less than $100 of my discretionary teacher budget um, to fill our staff room refrigerator with snacks, with everything from cheese sticks to chips to Starbucks little drinks to waters to the LaCroix. Um, we spend about $100 and we just cram everything that we can in that refrigerator. And the teachers know that tomorrow they get to come down and grab whatever they want. So we look at those favorites list. We balance the sweet, the salty, the healthy, the unhealthy. Um, we cover all the bases and we just fill it up. If you don't have any money in your discretionary teacher budget, you could also put up a sign-up genus for your parents or your families to be able to come in and bring stuff. And so that can cut the cost a little bit. I will tell you that if I were in a campus that, that did not have this money, I would 100% give $100 to stock my refrigerator for my staff. Mm -hmm. um, that would be an easy thing for me to it just brightens their day to run down there and, and knowing that we have purposefully filled it with things that we know that they love. It just, it makes me happy. It makes them happy. Um, and it's really fun to see. That's that. And I love how you said you referenced back to your binder where you're not just, well, I think they'd like this. <laughs> I like this. I know I'll eat that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love beef jerky. Let's get a <laughs> like nobody, nobody on staff. I mean, you're, you're getting what they actually like. And I love that sign-up genius. I mean, we do that in our classrooms with our teachers. Like people need Kleenex. So you're asking, I mean, like school supplies and stuff like that. Parents are always like, what do you need? What do you need? Mm -hmm. What a great way. And then, then you almost bring the parents in there too they get to feel like, wow, I'm, I'm appreciating my teachers outside of just the national teacher appreciation week in, in May. Right. Right. So, oh. And it's not hard to sign up for a box of cookies or, you know what I mean? It's not as if yeah. you're asking them to, to donate a ton of stuff, but even just being able to contribute and send in a little something, I think a lot of our families would really, really like that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm like definitely jotting that idea down. I, 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 I love that. I absolutely love that idea. And I'm about halfway through your book. So I'm, I'm, I'm like up to the current month. So as you were talking there, I opened up and saw your, uh, your uh, fabulous Friday page. So no, there, and there's, there's some good stuff in here and I like how, how some of it, some of it does have a cost, 
but some of it doesn't. And I think more than anything, moral of the story, anyone listening, this is not about money. It's not about, it's not about the how it's about, it's about the why and being going back to your intentional word. This is important. And if we don't do this, people will leave. I mean, it just, and that's just in schools. I think in any organization, people, if they don't feel appreciated, they will go somewhere where they do. <laughs> or and where they feel like they're making a difference, where they feel, yep. and I think that all of those words are interchangeable. And and again, I know it it, it sounds like the things that I spoke to are, are super casual, but these are the things that are so easy to let go of when we're talking about the achievement of 677 students. Um, and on any given day, I chased two kids down two different hallways today. There was a leak in the bathroom, a leak in the music room, um, a soccer ball on the roof. And then we had to talk about the format of the equipment on the playground. Like your head is spinning with all of the things on any given day. But if we can take some of the think work out of that for you and you can grab this book and turn to September and find one idea that's easy to use. That was really our goal for the book is just to help simplify the process of something that we know has value, but, isn't necessarily always easy to add to our plates when they're so full. Yeah. Well, you've got a ton of stuff in here. So like you said, it's kind of like when I go to a conference, if I can pull one thing mm-hmm. from a session, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, exactly. it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Just give me one thing from there. If, if you could pull one thing from each of these chapters, you're gold. So I thank you. Uh, this, because again, I'm, I'm, I, I share your passion for this topic uh, like I said, I've written a chapter on this topic. I believe in it. I think without this, that academic achievement you spoke of is not going to happen mm-hmm. if you don't have a culture. I mean, or it's not going to happen to the to the fullest potential if you don't have that underlying culture of appreciation, culture of, of valuing those you work with and, and such. So. Absolutely. And I love the fact that we're able to do both and that my family and and that my, and I say family and I mean my school family, that now five years in, we're in a place where, where we value both, you know, and George Kuros talks about that academic excellence, academic achievement should be the floor and not the ceiling. And that's really hopefully the goal of this. The book talks you through getting to know your people and why it matters so much and different ways that you can go about it and then jumps into all the different ideas. So there's definitely a foundation there. And, and I know we've said several times through out the book, both Melinda and I, because we do so strongly believe that that this isn't one. This is just one of the many, many things you do as a leader. It's not. Yeah. It's not just something extra and fluffy and cheesy and snack filled. It's just. It just is a really important part of making sure that your team feels seen and feels heard and feels appreciated. Yep. Yep. It's found. It's foundational. It's foundational. Well, Amber, th- good stuff. Thank you so much again for taking the time on a on an afternoon, evening, evening your time to to chat with me. I, I got something out of it, as I've said so many times on these episodes. If nobody else is listening, that's okay. <laughs> I got now. Hopefully, somebody else. There are some people listening, but if not, I got something out of this, so it's all good. Absolutely. And I have a great idea too. So I appreciate your hunting me down and making sure I made this happen. And you've been so kind about making sure it would fit into our schedules and all the things. So I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. So, so for anyone who, who is looking to connect with you, Twitter, if they want to get a copy book, how, how can they find you online? So the easiest thing to do is either via Twitter, 8Amber8, that's me surrounded by Troy Aikman, um, (laughs) or you can go to my website, which is amberteeman.com, and there is a tab to buy the book and to connect with me in all the different spaces. So 
that's an easy way. Awesome. And I love that. I, I heard you on a podcast a few years ago explain <laughs> that. The, the so very, very, <laughs> very, very cool. Very cool. So, well, Amber, thank you again. And, and for folks listening, um, thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you got something out of this. Uh, if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or on my website, brentcully.com on the podcast page. Uh, again, my book, Stories of Edu Influence, you can get that on the website or on Amazon. Amber and Melinda's book, Lead with Appreciation. It is good stuff. Um, so Amber, again, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your evening. And for people listening, have a great rest of your evening or day or whenever you're listening. And until next time, have a good one. <laughs>